Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. Patrick here. Um, I'm super stoked to go over this shorty with you. So what I'm going to talk about just really quick is kind of expose you guys to an article that maybe you haven't read. Um, you might have heard about it. Uh, it's the it's about the dead man test, dead person's test. So it's by Critchfield uh, and Elvis Shue. came out in 2018. It's dead man test, a preliminary experimental analysis. And if that doesn't just get you interested just by the title, uh, then I, I don't know what to tell you. It's such a fun article because it's one of those things that you know, we use this test a lot in terms of operational definitions, right? Identifying if this behavior is actually a behavior. And the idea underpinning this is that if a dead man, dead person can, can do this, then it's not a behavior, right? A behavior is something that an active, living, breathing organism has to engage in. Uh, in this article, the term that they use to kind of describe that type of organism is a, uh, or the, a, an organism who is a, a dead person or a dead man, uh, is a vitality challenged individual, which I think is a really interesting way to describe uh, somebody who has deceased is a uh, vitality challenged uh, individual, but I think that's fair. Um, and so what this article is looking at is really trying to it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek it's not a surprise there but it's looking at the empirical support for the use of this test right so the use of this dead man test in a as a way to determine what is and is not a behavior and it's something that we've been using for years and years but as they point out in the article there was no true <laughs> empirical support for that right there was no experimental analysis to really determine if this is something that does does actually work so I'm not going to go into too much about the article because I really want to leave it for you to go read because it's a short article. It's only four pages. It's like three and a half if you take out the references. It's a really easy, quick read. Um, but it's one of those things that just takes a common concept in behavior analysis and applied behavior analysis and, and really kind of turns it on its head so we can see just how how we're going to take this idea and implement it. So what they do essentially is they are going to various uh, museums or they go to a museum to identify a vitality challenged individual, uh, an individual that has essentially been deceased and deceased for uh, an, ex <laughs> an extended period of time. Um, they have somebody that is from around 700 uh, BC uh, they have another participant that was from around 600 BC. Uh, both of those were, were human organisms. Uh, and then the final, uh, the final organism, which is a cool kind of a, a little bit of a systematic repl replication, as it were, is, uh, is a cat. It's a feline. And uh, so this cat is of, of unknown gender, as they, as they identify. And from around uh, 300 uh, BC, uh, they refer to the cat as Penny. And they're not entirely sure if that's the cat's actual name. We don't have the, the data to kind of back that one up. Um, but so they, <laughs> they really take these things. Uh, and then what they're doing is they're setting up a variety of different conditions at the museum. Uh, and they're getting some interesting looks by some folks that are also at the museum, because as you can imagine, this is going to be a little bit awkward if you walk into a museum and you see somebody trying to do some uh, experimental analysis in the museum on a, on a deceased participant, and it's going to look a little, it's going to look a little odd. Uh, they did this right in the museum, right? So they just walked right in and they, and they started to do some of this. Uh, obviously, there was uh, minimal space available. Uh, they could not necessarily control for certain extraneous variables. Haven't really identified that any of them were confounds, but obviously you have other museum guests. 
uh, and you have different sounds and lights and, and other stimuli in the environment that couldn't necessarily be controlled for. So uh, I'm going to kind of leave it there for you because I think it's cool to kind of go into. Um, the one thing that I did want to tell you is just in terms of the data analysis, there's a, there's a couple of different phases here. So there's a baseline phase, there's an auditory prompt phase, there's a visual stimulation phase. And essentially the idea is uh, given these changing environmental conditions, do we see changes in behavior? And I'm gonna let you kind of think about that and whether or not that's something that they actually did see. I'm gonna leave that for your uh, imagination. And if you, go, uh, if you go and read the article, which I highly, highly uh, recommend that you do. So uh, I'm gonna leave it there. It's the Dead Man Test of Preliminary Experimental Analysis by Thomas Critchfield, Elvis Shu. Uh, came out about 2018, Behavior Analysis and Practice. Like I said, it's a really quick read. It's like three or four pages. Um, and I, I, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it. I think it's going to be a fun one for you. So uh, that's all, guys. Thanks for listening to this shorty. My name is Patrick, and I will see you guys around.